most, the majority of you know that we're not trying to bombard heaven to get God to answer us. God's inside of us. Come on now. We're a new covenant. And we can't go by Old Testament, you know, where, oh, you know, just that spirit. The kingdom of heaven's inside. Hallelujah. Well, you know, mm, I don't know if God heard me. Where is God? Inside. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit, he's moved in us. He's not in the Ark of the Covenant anymore. He's not in the holy place anymore. You are the holy place. Isn't that powerful? Can you wrap your mind? It's hard to wrap your mind around that. Hallelujah. But we could be doing so much. And like I said, you know, we send a revival. The revival is enough. We've got to just let it out. Amen? You're so close to God. That's why we're doing this series, uh, Empowered by the Spirit. Not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit. Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6. It's not by might. It's not by your ability. And the thing is, we try to do things with our ability when we can have God put His supernatural on our ability, and then it becomes supernatural ability. Amen? Amen? See, our ability can go just so far. Smith Wigglesworth was a great man of faith. Uh, he'd, always, he'd often say, I'll use my faith until the limit, but there's always a limit to our faith, and then God's faith comes in. Hallelujah. God's faith comes in. Praise the Lord. So uh, we're not relying totally on our ability or our talents. This is kind of what we're talking about, uh, living a spirit-empowered life today being filled with the Spirit. I want us to look at John chapter 16, and uh, these are the words of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus knew that he was going to be leaving the 12 disciples, and that God would have to send back somebody like himself. In fact, that's what Paracletus, Jesus said, one just like me is coming. It says in verse 7, however, I am telling you nothing but the truth. When, when I say it's, profit, it's profitable, this is the Amplified Bible, it's profitable, that's what Jesus is saying to his followers. It's good, it's expedient, it's expedient, it's advantageous for you that I go away because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, standby will not come to you in close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Hallelujah. So again, it's not by our ability, it's not by might or by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. And the ministry of the Holy Spirit, I believe most Christians have not even uh, utilized that precious Holy Spirit on the inside of us because here it talks about him being our comforter, our counselor, our helper. How many of you need help sometimes? We need all of these things. But how many times do we turn to the world for help instead of turning to God first? Come on now. Hallelujah. Now we just Google things. 
<laughs> it's so much fun when you can have something downloaded by the Spirit of God and you know. Praise God. And, and listen, I've used YouTube a lot to, to, to fix things. Come on, how many of you have done that? But in the past, there have been times that I have had to do stuff on my car or, or something like that, and we didn't have YouTube. Right? Putting things together. How many of you ever put things together at Christmas time and everything was in Japanese and Chinese? <laughs> Holy Ghost, help me put this thing together. Amen? Hallelujah. So uh, I, I think there's a supernatural aspect that we've, we fail to lock into. And, and it's so exciting when God speaks to you. Come on now. When you get something from heaven that you know that you know that, that God is with you, that he cares about you. So he, he, again, he's our comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener. Oh, we need strength. Well, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Where does joy come from? From our inner bowls being. Glory to God. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit, joy. Amen. If you have the Holy Ghost, there is an aspect of joy unspeakable and full. Lord, show me your glory. Well, get joyful. Come on, smile at somebody. Get joyful. Ha ha. Glory to God. Come on. Praise God. Well, the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says it's necessary that I go away. And again, right before he ascends, and this was after his death and resurrection, he spent 40 days with his disciples. And here, uh, he's, he, he's getting ready to go to heaven. That's where he is now, seated on the, at the right hand of the Father. But here in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power ability, efficiency, and might, hallelujah, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and the Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, the very bounds of the earth in this translation. Glory to God. And so uh, he knew that, that, that his disciples, and actually there was 120 that was gathered in the upper room, including the mother of Jesus, Mary, in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And we see where the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place, and they were infused with the power from on high. A mighty wind blew in, glory to God, a tornado of the Holy Ghost blew in. Tongues of fire appeared upon them. Jesus said, I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And they came out of that room differently than they went into that upper room. Hallelujah. They went in natural, but they came out supernatural. Whoo, glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. It's important that you come in church one way and leave another way. Infused, empowered from on high. Glory to God. So, the Holy Spirit. Spirit-filled life is so important. And uh, if you've missed any of these, we talked about the... Uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit being this uh, second act of grace after you're born again, and that was week one. And if you missed that, I'm not going to go back and teach that, but you can go on our app or on our website, living-word.net, right? Guys? <laughs> Amen. Okay, uh-huh. Praise God. 
or, or download our app uh, at the uh, Apple Store or whatever. You have an Android. You can do that too. Praise God. All right, Romans chapter 8. Let's look at this. Spirit-filled prayer life. Spirit-filled prayer life. How many of you struggle sometimes trying to figure out how to pray? The words to say. And it's funny, a lot of times when we pray, our own, our own desires sometimes can hinder the desires of God, right? Because our motives are not always right, unfortunately. We love God and everything, but you know, sometimes we pray a little selfishness in there. But see, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, when we are walking by the Spirit, we can also allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us. Paul said in actually 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray with my understanding also. Amen? He says praying in the Spirit in chapter 14, read it. He says it, 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 it encourages us. It uplifts us. In fact, the Bible says we build up our most holy faith praying in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, or in other tongues. Okay, so in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, the Apostle Paul, and really Romans chapter 8 is all about the Holy Spirit. Chapter 7 of Romans is dealing with Paul's inability to live a successful Christian life. He made this statement, the things I want to do, I don't end up doing. The things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Woe is me. And he says there's a conflict. But in chapter 8, he introduces the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, praise God, to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And he introduces the power of the Spirit in our lives to overcome the struggle of, uh, struggles of the flesh. And so here he's dealing with the prayer aspect. He says, this is the Amplified Bible. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. In our prayer time, Holy Spirit, we need you. Comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. And that word weaknesses is inability to produce results. We could be praying and, and, and we're not producing results. But he says he's, he comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses for we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself, oh, hallelujah. Spirit isn't just an it or a, it's himself. Glory to God. Praise the Lord goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance or our intellectual speech. Amen. We're trying to form words. We're trying to find thoughts. But isn't it better when the Holy Spirit just takes over and begins to pray for us and intercede? Because verse 27 says, He who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit and what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, as you and I, according to and in harmony with God's will. 
If we want God's will, will in our life, how are we to pray? In the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you are here today. Maybe you haven't experienced that. But listen, may that hunger and thirst. Read the book of Acts. One gentleman just, you know, came a month or so ago, a couple months ago, uh, and, and just got gloriously baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he told me a couple weeks ago, my favorite book is the book of Acts. Amen. My favorite book in the Bible is the book of Acts. Now, we all have our favorite books, but he was so turned on. That's about the Holy Spirit and filling of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So, he aids and helps us in our prayer. But another thing that he does, and I want to talk about this today, he enables us with what I want to call grace gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, I know that if you really, and I know we advertised our Bible school, but if you want to really go into the deep things of God and the gifts of the Spirit and the ways of the Spirit, enroll in Bible school. Amen? Because we have some good classes that will bring you into that place and give you an understanding that we don't always have time to talk to you about or teach you on a Sunday morning. Okay? Now, I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. <clears throat> and actually, some really don't believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. And in fact, uh, Fuller Theological Seminary estimated 80% of Christians or those that call themselves Christians don't know anything about the supernatural or about the spiritual gifts that God has for us, 80%. Amen? Aren't you glad you're part of this church? Amen. We're part of that 20% that does. Amen? And we're probably uh, in the 5% that really stresses it. Amen? We believe in the, in, in the mighty working and the miracles of God. And listen, when John on the Isle of Patmos died... The gifts of the Holy Spirit did not die with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if the, the world ever needs the gifts of the Spirit operating in the church, it's in this hour. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So uh, we're not going to uh, delve into and break down every gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to go ahead and read this. Uh, but... What I want to tell you that uh, the word gift there is charisma, which means grace gifts, and it's God's given ability. It's something beyond your ability. Amen? And here it lists actually nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, but there are much more. I mean, the gifts and the anointings of God are unlimited in our lives. Praise God. Okay, uh, so let's look at this. <clears throat> Now, it says in verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. One translation since is uninformed. And again, a lot of the church world is uninformed about these spiritual gifts. Nobody ever teaches them about spiritual gifts, but there are gifts. Praise God from God. Okay, down in verse 4, it says, now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts. But it is the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. 
There are different kinds of service in the church. But it is the same Lord that we are serving. There are different ways God works in our lives. But it is the same God who does the work through all of us. Hallelujah. The spirit, a spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Hallelujah. Now listen. I know in, in, in 2020, there are many churches that shut down. We were shut down for a short period of time. But people that, and listen, those that are viewing at home, I'm not getting on you. You may have not been able to come today. So praise God, you can have this streaming experience. But how can we operate in our spiritual gifts if we're in our home watching church on our couch? Huh? How can we be a blessing to one another unless we're together? We do outreaches together. We do things together. And we allow God to supernaturally enhance the gifts that's on the inside of us. Amen? And to bless, and it, it says here, it help the entire church. Glory to God. See, the benefit of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is not just for you. It's to bless the entire body of Christ, the whole church, the person sitting next to you. Amen. Goes on to say, <coughs> to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. And I know that in Bible school, I teach on the word of knowledge, and it is a word from God. And, and so I'm not breaking this down. This translation's a little bit loose as far as that goes. But what I want to talk to you about today is using the gifts that, that God has placed you with and allow his ability to enhance those gifts. Amen? So then we're going to read this translation. So let's look at this. It says, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, he gives the gift of special knowledge. Verse 9, the Spirit gives special faith to another, and to someone else, he gives the power to heal the sick. He gives uh, one person the power to perform miracles, and to another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to know whether it is really the Spirit of God or another spirit that is speaking. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, and another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Amen. And then if you uh, go ahead and read, let's, let's, go, let's go to Romans chapter 12. If you read the, the entirety of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, you will see that, that God uses the, the entire human body to show us the functioning of the church. He uses the very members. The eye cannot say, I have no need of you, or the ear. You know, how many of you know that every part that's on your body is important? If you stub your little toe in the middle of the night, your whole body reacts, right? And hopefully you don't say anything, but you pray in tongues. <laughs> well, 
How many of you guys have hit your thumb with a hammer or something in the past? Come on now. That hurts, doesn't it? And it affects your whole body. So Paul uses the, the anatomy of the body, the physical body, to show us that every part is needed. Even the uncomely parts, the parts that we don't think it's really necessary. Every part, every gift, every talent, everything that God's placed on the inside of you, he wants to touch and enhance and, and, and supernaturally give you a greater ability in that area that you have so you can serve the church and you can bring blessing, amen, to people around you. And then Paul goes on in Romans chapter 12. It says here, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, you might be sitting next to a nutcase. <laughs> but you're all part of the family. So get over it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes, sometimes I say, God, you know, I, I don't need that person that close to me. Just, you know, just whatever. But we need everybody. Everybody. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. Each of us contributing. We need your gifts. The person next to you needs your gifts. Hallelujah. They need your gift touched by God. Anointed, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. You're thinking, what gift do I have? Well, you have gifts. Maybe you don't really know what those gifts are. And, you know, not every, let's go on and read this. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift. Now I want us to look at that word activate. That tells us that it isn't God that activates the gift on the inside of you, but you have to activate the gift. You have to put yourself in that position. If God has given you a gift to sing and lead worship and or worship God, you have to activate that gift. And all kinds of helps in the church. Say activate. It says, you activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have. Of course, it's talking about prophecy, but it has to do with anything else. If your grace gift is serving, oh, I don't want that one. That's a gift, serving, yeah. We have those who are gifted in this church to serve. How many of you like the hot dog bar that we had for Father's Day? Come on, many of you were involved serving. Hallelujah. Those were anointed hot dogs. Evie makes anointed coffee. Come on. Some of you need that coffee to survive the second service. Amen. Hallelujah. 
serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then actively teaching or actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then you use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity. Now listen, some of you have that grace gift, but you're holding back. And God gives seed to the sower. First Corinthians chapter 9, you need to read that and fill your heart with that. Amen. So if you, glory to God, if you want to meet the other, you know, he might have that gift on the inside of you. Say, Man, God, I, I. How many of you have just seen so, a person in need and you just, God, I just wish I had something to give that person. See, that could be a gift on the inside of you that, that supernaturally God wants to touch. But that you have to do your part to move into that place where you become a sower so you can become a reaper. Hallelujah. Amen. And you just operate in God's blessing. And you enhance that gift. I, I, I remember, and I told this a long time ago, but when I was working with my uncle down in, uh, in Desert Hot Springs, right across I-10 from Palm Springs, I was there with him probably a year and a half. And uh, uh, there was this gentleman in his 80s at that time. And, uh, and in fact, he, he used to box. <laughs> Glory to God. And so uh, he was in the 80s. But he would come in different times and, and you know, bless my uncle and I. My uncle was the pastor, and, and I was uh, his assistant at the time. And, and so he would just come, and uh, he'd give us money or a check or something like that. And, and he said, now, don't tell my wife because my wife don't know I have this account. This is my giving account. That's all I use it for is to give. She knows nothing about what I give. She don't know how, and, and he was a millionaire. God had blessed him. He was in the building business. And so he, he talked about, you know, doing things for churches, you know, even during the Depression. That's how old he was, okay? He'd build uh, benches for, or, or uh, you know, seats for, for uh, churches that, that needed, you know, the uh, chairs or whatever during that time. And, and so he was constantly in, in, in that grace of giving. So God had blessed him supernaturally. So, you know, he had this special fund that was set aside only for giving. And he said, you know something? It never runs out. It just keeps increasing. And my wife don't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm not telling you to be that sneaky, okay? Amen. But, you know, th that was just him. And, and he, he had that grace gift of uh, giving and generosity. Praise God. And he didn't take pride in it. He said, not having any fanfare about it. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. So all of these are, are gifts, every one of them. Some of them you were born with, all right? But God, and, and listen, God has given you, how many of you know that he created you in the first place? He put in you, if there is truly, and the Bible says there is a book written about us in heaven, and if God has already planned and pre-purposed our life, he would have put the things inside of us that we would need in fulfilling his plan and purpose. So when the Holy Spirit comes on the scene and we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can enhance and supernaturally 
just increase those gifts that God has already put inside of you. You may have already been working those gifts in the natural, but you get God involved, and it's going to explode. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them. <laughs> use them. Hallelujah. All, say, I'm to use the gift that God's placed on the inside of me. I love that, amen? Use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of, of many colored tapestry of God's grace. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength that God gives you so that in everything, God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ for to him uh, belong the power and the glory forever throughout all the ages. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you know, Paul talked about this. Now, Peter's talking about this. Amen. I want us to go back to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to finish with this portion of scripture. Verse 27, the Passion Translation. You are the body of the anointed one, and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. God has placed in the church the following. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then those with gifts of miracles, gifts of divine healing, and gifts of revelation knowledge, gifts of leadership, gifts of different kinds of tongues. Now, verse 29 says, not everyone is an apostle or a prophet or a teacher. Not everyone performs miracles or has gifts of healings or speaks in tongues or interprets tongues. But you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. Hallelujah. And now I will show you a superior way to live that is beyond comparison. And then he moves into chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, which talks about love. Amen? He's not saying to neglect the gifts that God has put on the inside of you, but make sure every part, every one of those gifts, whether it's a gift of encouragement, and the Bible says there, there's a gift of helps. A lot of you are involved in that gift. Amen? Hallelujah. Johnny has the gift of helps. I mean, he, he actually runs his church all week long. <laughs> He called me one day last week, and he said, uh, they're out here to fix a leak. They sent out here to fix a leak, and we couldn't figure out where the leak was, and we never did figure out where the leak was because nobody called it in. But he's the one that usually calls it in. He's the one that takes care. He's the one that, you know, he's the one that cleans the bathroom for you, so if it's dirty, you can get on him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he does a great job. Amen. He does have help. He does have help. Amen. And, uh, but, but see, there, were, there was a time when we didn't have a person that had the desire and the, you know, to do that. And cleaning the church is important. Amen? Maintaining things in the church is very important. And he stepped up in that, glory to God. And so there are things that, uh, Michelle is doing great in the children. You didn't even know you had a children's gift, huh, to do that. She, I mean, she, she's done things in that children's room that's just outstanding. Amen? So what she has to work with. Come on, give her a hand. 
and she had that in her, but it's, it was God that touched that gift on the inside of her that caused it to explode, amen? And so uh, all of you have something that God's put on the inside of you, and you need to use it to function in God's purpose. It's really important for you to find your place, not just come to church and go home, come to church and go home. Uh, that, you know, that's why our outreaches our, you know, it's, our outreaches is great. I mean, even Father's Day, Mother's Day is an outreach. Our backpack giveaway away out, outreach. Our Christmas uh, things that we do during Christmas time. Everything that we do is important, amen? So that's why that, that many hands makes it possible to do what we do. Our, uh, our trunk or treat. It's great to see you guys come out and use your imaginations and do your trunks and just bless Hallelujah. And some of you may think, have thought, I, I, man, I, I can't do that. I don't know how to. But God's grace on the inside of you. Some of them are really good. Hallelujah. And so everyone putting our hand. Every, in other words, I believe in living word that, that, that God has placed every bit of talent that we need at this time, all right, to do the work that we need to do if every part supplies. Amen? If every part moves in that anointing of their grace gift, everyone, ushers, greeters, church cleaners, kitchen, cafe, nursery, leader, I mean, just helps ministry, administry, everything. Now, when we get our land and our building, God's going to bring people in to help us with that part. Let know how to do that, construction and stuff like that. Some of you already know how to do some of that. Amen? I've seen God bring people in, and I've shared this before when we were going through the building program in Lake Havasu City, and we, had, we needed drywall people to come in and do our drywall. God sent a couple young men in their 20s uh, on a prayer meeting night. And our, our, our church there looked like golf balls, and we're right across from the tr- uh, golf course in Arizona, and so they were sightseeing, and they came into our domes, our white golf balls sticking out, thinking that we were part of the, uh, you know, the golf thing next door, but we were a church. They came in, it's prayer meeting, they got born again, they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they did all of our drywalling <laughs> free. Amen. Amen. See, God knows what he's doing, folks. Let's let God do it. Just release it. Just activate what you know to do, and God will put his blessing on that. He will put his anointing on that. Glory to God, and you'll be able to outperform anybody else that could do that job. Hallelujah. But don't take glory in that. Just do it. Keep humble about it. I want you to stand with me, and let's lift up our hands, Father. Glory to God. And just, oh, just praise him for that. You guys know what gifts you have. In fact, if you haven't been through growth track, I think the second week, isn't that the second week that we we help show you what gifts you do have? And this is the second week, right? The second week, second class? Or first week? Oh, okay, we're not... Okay, vacation in September. Get, I, if you don't know what your gifts are, come, uh, you know, get plugged in on a growth track, amen. Coming in September. Coming in September. 
A lot of good things are coming in September. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the giftings that you've given this congregation. Every gift is supernatural. Not just the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, but every gift that you've put in us. Serving gifts, whatever it might be. Singing, loving children, whatever it is, Lord. And Father, we are to activate it so you can put your anointing on that. And Father, we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God, enhance it in Jesus' name. I want you to bow your heads. If there's anybody here this morning that has not received Christ, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. And God can take those giftings that you have and use those giftings to bless other people. To bless other people. But first of all, you need to turn your life over to Jesus. Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father said he sent his only begotten son to die for you and I. Jesus came to take our place so that we could live eternal, eternally with him. There is a heaven to shun, I mean, a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And we didn't know that the way, the ticket to heaven is only in our faith, in the blood of Jesus he died on the cross for us, and all we have to do is acknowledge him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Repent of our sins and say, Lord, I take you as my Lord and Savior today in Jesus' name.